G'day guys, welcome to TK's Playbook for round seven. We are brought to you by Game Day Squad, create, coach, compete in fantasy footy, be the coach and win, download the app and play now. Now round seven, I scored 835, which was not too bad, rank of 4,620, so that's up from 7,704. Main takeaways, finally got my captain drought over and done with, so all hail King Neko Hines. Look, these low rounds don't happen, you know, we've been scoring a lot of 1,000 point rounds last few weeks, but... It has to come back to the pack from time to time. Probably, you know, headlined by both Nico Hines and Nathan Cleary. Both were in their 30s with about 10 minutes to go. So, kind of shows what type of round it was. Keep your buy planning up and just have a look at kind of that round 13, 20. Long season. It's only round 7, right? So, we've got 20, 20 weeks to go. Bidding players is fun. So, we can actually do it three times. But bin the top in will be a must. I'll go into that a little bit later. NRL coaches, they absolutely hate fantasy. Some of these late changes, especially on the Sunday games, was very inappropriate. So I don't like these boys at the moment, especially the likes of BA and Hook. So let's have a look now. Trades on my mind. Probably going to not trade this round. Don't really need to at this stage. Looking at player charges. Now, I am recording this just after the Paramount Doggies game. So obviously the player charges won't be updated from the Sunday games. Kenny Bromwich is looking at dangerous contact one to two weeks. Nat Butcher, dangerous contact, one to two weeks. Tui Kamakamika, dangerous contact, two to three weeks. Raymond Tua Maalo, shoulder charge, two to three weeks. We're looking at fines for Cameron Murray, David Moale, Justin Olam, Trent Liero, and Brendan Smith. Now, injuries, just news in. Keon Kalamatangi looking at six to eight weeks with that ankle injury. Kelma Tualagi, he's got a HIA, Category 1. Tom Eisenhuth, hip groin. Brady Jones, done his, craw- done his quad. Jordan Ricky, pretty Ricky. He did his groin. Liam Martin, hamstring. Jacob Carraz in that game. We just saw MCL and Jacob Avrilio looked like he did his knee. Now, looking at the games, Dolphin versus Rabbitohs. Now, this was a low-scoring fantasy game in this one. Dolphins did do very well for most of the second half before some of the Bunnies' big guns, you know, the likes of Cody, Trell Mitt, and Campbell Graham just really came to life. The stats guys were off in this one, I felt. I think several try saves, especially for Katoa, Lemu Elu and also Hammer were missed. Now, Cameron Murray was put on report twice in this one. He did manage to get away with just a fine. So that's good news for owners of him. Managed only 61 minutes. They did manage him in this one. So slight downtick in scoring, as did Cookie. He had some missed tackles and a much quieter running game in this one. Joy Arrow was great. He got 61 minutes. Also got plenty of work through. So six tackle breaks and one offload in this one as well. I don't think Milne did enough to keep Thompson out, especially if he's back in health for the next week. That right wing does seem a little limited at this stage, though. A lot of coaches did bring in Jeremy Marshall King. I really like him especially if you had Braley. Scored a nice try to prop up his score. Did have a few sloppy misses in the second half, though, so you'll have to fix that one up. Now, if you can't afford Robson, I do think he is the next best. The Hammer, he did finally come back to the pack a little bit. You can't really go seven rounds without a lower score. Still went not too bad. So a few errors for this on this one for him. Definitely holding him. Lemuelu was replaced uh, just as Bromwich was binned. So was actually defending quite well. So I'm surprised they actually took him off. He just must have been busted a little bit there. He was really helping to hide Katara in this one. But the Bunnies did favour that right side. So plenty of traffic going down that edge. I do think the community as a whole probably has overrated him a touch. But he is a hold. No need to really panic on him. Kafusi is back. So I think he'll get minutes regardless. And looks like Kafusi, sorry, Bromwich is suspended. I did think Isaiah Katoa 
was pretty good in this one. Did have a season high 40 fantasy points. What was really good about him was his defensive contact. He did miss three tackles, but his first contact was very, very good. So I do think that, you know, even his Nick, even Nick Arima, his house partner, had some really good touches in this one. It's just one of those things. It's undermanned at the moment, and obviously they lack the quality of some of the guys, that some of the teams that they're playing at the moment. Now, a few outs. Ray Stone was actually pretty good. Much better score of 39 in this one, despite the 10 demerits. And he played 54 minutes. The last four games, he's averaged 54, 50, 49, and 54 minutes. So he's getting plenty of minutes out there from Wayne Bennett. He's a very angry man too, so I kind of like him. So not a bad price at the moment. Jared Wallace and Felice Cafusi will be added to the pack though, but then they lose Bromwich. So could continue to have those 50 minutes around. Black Book, none for this one. Sharkies versus Roosters. Well, Nico did leave it till late to show his class, but a couple of beautiful breaks late, particularly for that Black Braley try. 73 fantasy points in this one, and I do think the best is yet to come. They've got the doggies this week. Now, Braley, he had his best game for the year. I think best thing was the return of his running game. He really picked apart the Roosters' mids with some beautiful ruck play. Did draw plenty of penalties and also set restarts. I think his run to the line for that try just showed his determination. Did dedicate it to his brother as well, which was pretty sweet of him. Pretty sure, from what I'm hearing, that him and Moyle were actually put on notice for their spots. So, And they did react. Moza scored his first try for the season. Finished performance from him. And again, he's it was very defense-orientated. His first contact was superb. All night. Now, I really like Oregon Confuci, guys. Now, he got the start. got 40 fantasy points in 41 minutes. He had 137 metres gain and five tackle breaks. He's a monster. And I think he wants this opportunity. We're looking for someone that really wants to step up in this starting role. I think you want to get better and better. I did think McInnes was also very good. 50 fantasy points in 56 minutes. Look, in the modern game, I do think he really suits that 13 jersey really well. So, if these two keep performing, it's going to put a little bit of pressure on, you know, Fitzy to... You know, keep one of them in the starting lineup because Toby's out for what three months. So I do probably favour McInnes at the moment, but I like both of them. Now, Brendan Cora, I wouldn't mind holding. Have look, the Sharks finished their buys in round seventeen. If he's in my team, can't post round seventeen. I think I'm going to be pretty happy because he's currently scoring seventy three, sixty seven, fifty nine, sixty fifty one, and sixty one. He's just. The way he hits the ball is just so good. I actually think that he is good for a try nearly in every game just because of his the way he runs lines. And he runs, obviously, off Nico. And the biggest thing is his defensive improvement. He missed 3.4 missed tackles last year, down to 2.3 missed tackles this year. And his first contact, I've mentioned this quite a bit today, is very good. So... Could develop in a season keeper past the buy, so keep him on the radar. Now, many good coaches brought in Teddy this week. He did lose a little bit of money, probably 35K. He scored 36 fantasy points. I don't actually mind this buy. He's probably going to be 580K, which is kind of outrageous. Now, if I didn't have Walsh, I probably would look to buy him. Now, the biggest noticeable feature is his tackle breaks are back, right? He had eight in this game, and even though he didn't score, he does have Dragons Warriors in the next two games, so I would back him to break the duck. So... If you don't have a Walsh or a Turbo, I do think that you need a Teddy. So get involved there. Joey Manu, who only scored 25 in this one. So he did. He was dangerous on a number of occasions. He had a couple of really good chances. But, I, you know, Sifra and Ronaldo on that side, on the left side, were very on their game in this one defensively. So he does drop to around 606K. He lost 38K. And he's another one to keep on the radar because we know his quality. And I think he'll be very valuable around the origin period. Now, Cheese's running game returned in this one. 77 metres gain to go with his try. Discipline really let him down with his sin bin. He nearly would have cracked, probably he would have cracked 50 actually in this one. I do see a lot of people turning back to him. I do see why, because of the mid-duel. 
but he's yet to crack 50 officially. So I do think you need to see that before you start rushing in. And Jesus is burning us a lot. Now, the red zone uh, discipline with the penalties and set restarts really poor from the Roosters. And really, I think it's Teddy. Teddy got heaps of warnings from the referee in this one as well. So that's on him. Now, it would be an avoid on all Roosters forwards. They do have Angus Crod and Statili Tupanua playing in New South Wales Cup. So it wouldn't surprise if they are back. The other thing is Matt Lodge only played 22 minutes on his comeback game. So I do expect that to increase. Also, Black Book in this one. Oregon Confuci really like this guy. So keep him on the radar. Next game, really disappointing game this one. Manly versus Storm. I just thought the quality just wasn't there. Now, DCE, he was stellar. 92 fantasy points. He was aided with the goal-kicking duties with no Garrick. Now, a bit too close to make an investment for me, but realistically, he's very durable. So, again, they finished their buyers relatively early. So, if you you know, if you know have him later in the season, you know, I really like that. Tui, he was, yeah, that was a dog shot that he put on DCE as well. So, Turbo, he was really good from the kickoff. Just, I think it was more of an NRL-style game than a fantasy-style game because he had some really good touches. Look, I'm not against downgrading him to Teddy, but I do think you got to wait because they've got Tigers and Titans the next two games. So, I do think that he might... He might hit a big score in one of these two games. Given their draw around Origin, I do. I will be surprised if he does play more than two games during that period. So I do think you have to sell him into the Origin break anyway. Now, the Manly middle, they really stood up. Really like what I saw from Sipley, 48 fantasy points, and Paseca, 46. I think they did have their best games for the year. Bit too expensive. Even Woodsy was good in this one, to put it there. Now, Liero, he was a standout fantasy-wise. Always the case when you trade him out. Racked up 45 tackles in this one. You may as well hold him now into the bye. Now, the Storm Guns, they didn't didn't produce in this one. The hybrid fullback half roll for Munster probably was its least effective. Only scored 41 fantasy points in this one. Was a little bit confusing at times. Harry Grant, he had 36. Probably his worst game of the year, too. His running game, I think he only had four runs in this one. Gave silly penalties away. Dummy half errors, and his passing was really off. That pass to Munster that led to Hughes' error really was, you know, his poor ball from dummy half. So, Harry Grant's no, not like I'm going to be selling him anytime soon, but, yeah, that's two poor games for him in a row. Uh, Will Rolbrick was good in this one. Great try for – he actually scored 38 fantasy points. That just hasn't updated yet, and that was mostly in the first try. Has scored a really good one. It, you know, it was really weird, though. It's a lot of ill-discipline in this one, so hard watch despite all the quality on the field. Next game, what I actually really enjoyed, Warriors versus Cowboys. Curran had a cracker in this one. He's so well-priced, but Murata Niakore is back next week, so pretty much sends him back to the bench. Only one missed tackle, and that was kind of his flaw, and run that beautiful line off SJ also for a try. SJ continues to just brain him. Two, two try assists in this one. He could easily get over 900k in the coming weeks. He's nearly doubled in price. Now, Toho Harris, good to see him get through 63 minutes in his comeback game. Busy game for his 49 fantasy points, but he would need to get towards 80 minutes to convince me to buy him. Now, Jazz Tavaga, he's right under the radar. He's averaging 53 fantasy points in 56 minutes, and he is one of the best fantasy players to watch. Now, it takes balls to trade a guy like him in, but I'll back you if you actually want to do it. Now, Chance was heavily traded in this week. I wasn't a huge fan as I do think his two last games of 200 metres run would have been hard to maintain. But if you have him now, don't panic. He'll bounce back. I think Toddy Patton's having shocker back to his old ways. Not sure how Jakey Granville starts and knocks out 67 minutes in this one. Jack, Jack Gruzlowski, he got 65 minutes on the left edge. I've got to be honest, 
These two are not starters in any team in the NRL. So, Cotter started from the bench in this one. He's played well. He got 57 minutes, 57 fantasy points, including a strong try running off Chatty Townsend. Drinky just can't get it going. We'll drop another 20k and could be below 500k in the coming weeks. So, track him. We know his quality. So, might be a buy coming up if he does bottom. Now, Robson, he followed Grant's poor Friday into a poor Saturday. He had 12 demerits, including four penalties. Very unhappy game. Remind me of that trial that he had against the Broncos. Only he broke his run of the kind of that 71 week 40 the next. So I think the combination of the halves is a little bit, com- they're not as, you know, they're just not as fruitful as they were last year, especially Tom Didden. Didden's try assists are actually dropped pretty much off the planet. He averaged 0.7 last year and is only at 0.1 this year. Townsend's actually up from 0.8 to, to 1. That's in terms of try assists. However, his kicking game, I think, is nowhere near as effective. And look, I don't think the Cows are that far away, even though they're 16th. I just don't think they're running or tackling as hard as the opposition as they did last year. And the key fundamentals, as probably a couple of weeks ago with the Sharkies, are kind of letting them down at the moment. So I do think they can still bounce back. Now, Black Book, I've got no one in this game. Now, the Knights versus Panthers. Now, the chin, he nearly got bin. Now, similar to Hines, he was low 30s entering that last 10 minutes, but he stepped up with two clutch field goals. I forgot that field goals were of uh, five points each. So he got up to 56 fantasy points. Now, the Knights, I thought they did a really good job, especially, you know, that left head, especially Fitzgibbon. I thought he just targeted him all night. And then in attack, I think they sent Miller at him heaps of times. So those three tip missed tackles were pretty much on Miller. Now, yo, he was immense in this one. 71 fantasy points in a performance full of work rate and ball playing. Stellar work. Sack Hosking. Five of the year, right? Average of 64. He'll be close to 700K on open. Now, the news of you know Liam Martin's injury only going to cement his spot even further. Look, one word of warning is because when you try to follow, don't follow Fox Sports because they've got these staff writers who, with respect, do not know anything about NRL. They had... They had Zach Hosking dropping out of this team if Garner and Martin were both fit. Garner and Martin were both fit. So it's one of those things that they always say just really dodgy stuff. So do not follow that with respect to that. There's some good guys, the likes of Tim Williams and a few of the Daily Telegraph guys who you should follow because they actually do have inside word. Now, Mitch Kenny, really like what I saw from him. Played 80 minutes. And he just, I think he actually is more of a lock than a hooker because he does, he's not that creative around the rucks. But unfortunately, James Fisher-Harris, he's a couple of weeks away from return. So I don't expect this 80 minutes to, re- to continue. But really like what I saw him in that small sort of middle role. Now, Kurt Mann, he was in everything. Played majority at lock. Also filled in 10 minutes at hooker. Tackled his, butts, his butt off and also had some great carries. He's got a great price at the moment. It's just Adam Elliott is apparently two weeks away. Now, Crossland, he was fantastic for his 49 fantasy points. Had 68 minutes. He scored a nice try chasing his own grubber which took a bit of a deflection. I think you only get better in that position. Job security is always going to be a little bit sketchy, so probably only for coaches that have been conservative with trades. Jackson Hastings, a better game on the fantasy front with big kick meters and great base through his defense and running game. According to Corbs, who saw him out post-game, he has a slight hamstring injury, but he wants to take the goal kicking back in round eight. So monitor post there round 10 by. Now, Lockie Miller had a shocker with the boot. Probably a reason why Hastings wants to goal kicking back. Had some nice touches, but from time to time, you could see that, you know, he's probably going to get these scores from time to time. So for starters, you know, Penrith is the best team in the comp defensively. Just remember that. And secondly, he is a rookie. So hold, big hold on Lockie Miller. Black Book definitely put Crossland in there. 
Now, Talking Lee is brought to you by Game Day Squad. Create, coach, compete in fantasy footy. Be the coach and win. Download the app and play now. Get ready and register now for free at gamedayscore.com.au or just download the app. Now, we are going to be live in a couple of weeks, Saturday, 6th of May at Magic Round Weekend. Come meet and greet. Beers, 12 p.m. live podcast at 1 p.m. The venue is Lefty's Music Hall, Caxton Street, across the road from Suncorp Stadium. Message me if you're coming down. Come hang out with me, Andy, Corby, Riley, Rich, Jake, Robbo, and Shawnee. Entry is free. Just buy your beers. Get in early for some banter with all the boys. First game for the day is 3 p.m. with the Warriors and Panthers. So plenty of time to get absolute legless and write some narratives. We'll have plenty of fun on the day. Now, Titans and Broncos. Really love what I saw from David Fafita. 67 fantasy points. Didn't score a try, so he's trialless to start the year. Was involved heavily with the halves actually hitting him with quick ball. Who would have thought after all these years, you passed the ball to David Fafita early? Now, I'm not interested because I think he's still well in the mix for origin. And in this one, if it wasn't Katoni Staggs of all people, he would have probably scored twice. So I do think he will turn up Tone up shortly though, so I am looking at him post the Origin because they have a they finish buys first. Now Harsey continues to just be stellar. I think he's the best mid in NRL fantasy by a country mile. My man Eyeliner, I love watching him play because eight fantasy points didn't do much in the first half. Then once he explodes, no one can stop him. So his first step in ten meters, yeah, Jesus, that explosion is sexy. He even kisses everyone now. That's so good. He's a buy. Just get him in your team any way that you can. Now, not sure what I need to say anymore to sell Kerrigan. Look, his last three games since I told you to sell him, 35, 48, 42, and he's playing huge minutes. He started the year well, but you need him scoring 55 to 60 to give him any tag of being a keeper. Now, his issues at the moment is not he's not playing well. It's a lot of the good things he does on the field, like his leadership, his middle ball playing. They don't score. So if I was a coach, just say I was Kevy Walters. He's the first player I put him on the team sheet. But I'm not Kevy Walters. I'm TK, and I'm a gunslinger. And I'm not. you have to use that money elsewhere because I don't think he's going to score much more than a 50 average, and I don't think he's a keeper. He's going to origin where he's going to decline in output. I think you sell him now. Now, Brian Kelly... He, I really love this guy. He's so naturally gifted. He just can't find consistency, and he just has these silly errors in his game. Had 50 fantasy points in just base and had 16 demerits. I'm not telling you to buy him ever. Let's not ever buy him. He's just really good to watch. Now, Campiera, he's... Gr- Look, it's a great lesson with AKP. Do not give up on a rookie or anyone after one game. He's a try-scoring machine. I think he'll continue to make some good catch. Hold him. Now, Stags, he might be on... He's, he's on his last warning. He needs earlier ball, but in saying that, his lines at the moment are terrible. While she gave him an absolute spray, I sent a message out there to Walsh to give him that spray. 21 fantasy points, 14 demerits. Look, he's just a missile in defense, which is good for you know Kevin Walters with contact and all that sort of rubbish, but I've nearly had enough of him. So he's on, he's on, yeah, he's, he's on his last chance. All right, Black Book, none. Moving the last two games, Raiders versus Dragons. Observations in this one. I love the Dragons' back row. DeBellin, 70, Sewer, 56, and Birdie, 51 fantasy points. All elite players. Birdie actually had 14 demerits. So still plenty. Just the chopping and changing between positions obviously hurts him a little bit. But you take out who I really like is Jaden Sewer. You take out his round five HIAs. He's had scores of 53, 55, and 56. He is running the ball so well. First contact, I've talked about that a little bit today, is just elite. Now... If they play 
Jack DeBellin again for 80 minutes at lock. He's a screaming buy because he's around that low 600s, and we know his quality, and every team needs a bad boy. He's in. Sloney, he had some good touches for 46, but it kind of was kind of in two or three runs. Again, I'm a very negative Nelly seller, but it's one of those things. I don't know if I could cop having Sloney every week. I think you just kind of move on. The halves from both teams were absolutely awful in this one. Hunt's last play to Kerr just really told the story in this one. Wider could only manage 25. Fogarty, 39. Hunt, 33. Amon, 5. Very unhappy day for the halves. Put a line through Zach Lomax as well. I told him, put, I said to put him on the black book, but he's just not there. 25 fantasy points in this one. Heck, he's goal kicking. That new T, how do they know? It's not rocket science to know it's not working. He's gone from the best strike in the NRL to the worst. So I don't know what it is. New game, guys. Bin the Tarpin. Me and Andy said it on the Tuesday podcast. Tarpin into this buy round is a sell. He can only manage 36 fantasy points in this one in 50 minutes. Look, his first stint wasn't too bad. He actually was looking to offload, but just non-existent in the second second stint. He's going to drop 20K, and really, I think you need to sell him, and I would take either Madison or DeBellin. Bin the Tarpin. Bin the Tarpin. Been the top in. Now, I wish I went to Tomoko instead of Stags. The boy has got game, and he just goes looking for the ball. Great consistency week to week. I do think he's a buy after the a buy after the buy. So, Catchman was not a great one for people that cashed down, but at least he did have a negative break even to get a bit of cash. Only 19 minutes, so I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. Black Book, none. Last game of the round, Eels versus Doggies. Now, Penasini, his gun was probably aided by the injuries to the doggies outside backs. Would have loved to see Alamotti versus him. Very similar in stature, both Penasini and Alamotti. Now, Maxi King, he was awesome. 72 minutes in this one, and he was the king with 49 tackles and 153 metres gained. Mitch Moses, I think if you're looking for a non-origin half, I think he's your go. He had another 61 fantasy points without a try assist in this one. He's quietly averaging 60. Now, I'm not telling you to buy TPJ, but I'm also not telling you not to buy TPJ. If you come up to me privately and ask if, I should buy, if you should buy TPJ, I probably won't tell you not to. Now, he had six offloads, including four to hand. Got through 48 minutes, so I think you'll just continue to get better and better. Now, shame on you if you sold Hopgood. Not a huge score, only 46 fantasy points in his 71 minutes. It did include 16 demerits, but I don't think he's a sell to after round 16. Dillbags continues to go on his try drought. Had good touches, but that combo with Lane, just not where we expect it to be. Only two games in, though, so monitor it. Slow start for Laney as well. Scores of 33 and 37 since his return. Now, the Cardi Party is uh, over. Was banished to the bench in this one. Still got a nice 51 minutes, but I think you can cut him now. You made 300K, so don't be greedy. Now, Carraz, MCL injury cost him 60K. So straight top for Walsh or Teddy is a must for owners on this one. RFM's an interesting watch, okay? He had 22 fantasy points. Loses another 40K. Will face another huge break even. So could drop below 400K post the Sharkies game. Only had 44 minutes in this one as he worked into the season. Keep an eye on him because we do know his quality and we'll probably cop a jewel on the next update as well. A lot of people fell in the trap with late withdrawal of Hodgson. Hodgson probably only had the flu. So it's an unfortunate one that they didn't report that earlier. No need to get rid- No need to get Russell. That's Sean Russell. He does 
doesn't accumulate enough points in the centres. But don't freak on Alamotti. Slow burn. Second week in a row, he had to cover injuries on the wing. Blackwood for that one is RFM. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate all your support. We'll be back on Tuesday with the TLT. This week's going to be a little bit funny because of Anzac Day. We've got games running all the way into Tuesday. So, yeah, next couple of weeks going to be interesting with kind of scheduling. Just remember... Live podcast, come join us, Magic Round, really excited for that. Meet and greet, 12 p.m., live podcast, 1 p.m. Venue is Lefty's Music Hall, which is on Caxton Street, right across the road from Suncorp Stadium. So come have beers, enjoy the potty, and we'll just have a good old time. So can't wait for that one. We'll be back, like I said, Tuesday, round 8 TLT. Just remember that the Sunday with the Kiwis was also on last night. So check out what the boys, they've always got some great analysis there. So check that out. All right, guys, thanks again for your company. Thank you for leaving reviews on Spotify and Apple. If you haven't yet, would really appreciate that. But until next time, you have a great week and we'll check you soon.